0: It is a good week. We are celebrating our Church of the Week today, Mm -hmm. St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden, Illinois. Looking forward to chatting with them in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: Joining us this morning, Pastor Tim Miller. He is pastor of St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden, Illinois, our KFUO Church of the Week. Pastor Miller, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour.
2: Well, good morning, Andy. Good morning, Sarah. It's good to be
0: here. It is good to have some time to chat with you this morning, Pastor from New Minden, Illinois. For our listeners maybe not familiar with Illinois geography, <laughs> help us get to New
2: Minden. Right. Well, we are, I like to say, 50 miles directly east of the St. Louis Arch. If you take Interstate 64 to Illinois, we are just north of Exit 50, about three mile Highway 127. Little village in New Minden. Population about 175 in the village and some farms around the town and so forth.
1: Can you give us a bit of a history of the congregation? I know that this year is an important year for you, but what are some of the the highlights of that history of St. John's?
2: Yeah, well, German settlers started coming to this area in the late 1830s, 1837, 38. The people in the community like to say the community was founded in 1840, but there was no pastor here. They, they tried various temporary situations, and they just didn't work out. And finally, in 1846, C.F.W. Walther, who was pastor at uh, Old Trinity in St. Louis there, he got the folks here in touch with a, a young man just coming over from Germany, a young man named C.F.W. Schultz with an O, and he had wanted to be a missionary to India But they weren't, the Mission Society wasn't sending people to theirs, but they said, we need people for America. So he had 11 months of training. He had been a die maker. He had 11 months of training in the backyard of Pastor Leah in in, uh, Bavaria. And uh, after that training, Mm -hmm. very intense, he came over and uh, was ordained and installed November 8th, 1846, the day the congregation was organized. And a farmer named Fred Hoffman donated 55 and a half acres that day. He had purchased that land to be a farm for his son, Carl, who had just passed away. He was not quite 19 years old, the one who passed away. And he donated all that farm to the church. And we still own most of that land today. So we we have plenty of space and we like to try to put this land to use for God's kingdom. And between the Civil War and World War One, it was quite a large congregation, about a thousand members, with large farm families, lots of kids, close, small farms, you know. But since, well, the last hundred years, things have kind of been on a plateau or decline population-wise in our county. But the congregation has been very stable, and we are glad to be part of Trinity St. John Lutheran School in Nashville. We consider that our school. Since 1974, classes have been held seven miles to the south in the facility that's part of Trinity Nashville's plant there. So Christian education is a big part of what we do, and we're still going strong with that today. And uh, we've just been richly blessed. We happen to be in the right place in the right time to become a charter member of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, when it was founded in April 1840s. That's quite a history. Yeah, I feel.
0: Is this a book, Pastor? <laughs> Have you been working on a book? That would be a fantastic. Well, we
2: <laughs> we put a book out 25 years Church. ago. It's almost 300 pages long, actually. And, wow. Uh, I need to read that. We're hoping <laughs> to amazing. make it available online, actually at some point. Ah. I
0: think it should be an audiobook and you should read it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's very kind of you. So, th- with with all this With all this wonderful history of how the Lord has provided for St. John's, and I know that was the very abbreviated version. I know there are many stories that that make up this history of St. John's. Share with us the ways that throughout history, and especially today, that the saints of St. John's Lutheran Church show mercy of Christ to uh, the mercy of Christ to their neighbors and and to one another.
2: Yeah, and we like to take our history and learn from it and be energized by the the resilience that God gave the people in the past and the the mission mindedness and the love for Jesus and their neighbor, take those things from our past and put them into practice today. I mentioned the land we have in the last few years we've had part of the land set aside as what we call God's acre. It was actually one of the kids in the congregation that came up with that name. It's a community garden or really two gardens and we raise produce and give it all away. And it's a it's a lot of fun. And we have some some ladies who have really taken it to the next level the last few years. One of them is a master gardener through the Illinois Extension Service. And I forget how many tons of produce we've given away in the last 10 years. It's usually a couple tons every year. And so the ladies have this vegetable garden and our board of elders is in charge of an acre of sweet corn, and which is more of the typical agricultural practice, you know, the modern farming sort of thing. And it's, it's fun. We, we work with food pantries all over our region. This year we had the truck come out from the St. Louis area food bank and pick up a pallet full of corn and uh, distribute it to food pantries throughout Missouri and, and Illinois. So that's. That's a a fun project we have going. We also are host to two Braille work centers with Lutheran Braille workers. And we're produced the book of Deuteronomy and the book of Proverbs. And we're blessed to have helpers from lots of area congregations on this. We also have a work center that produces the zinc plates that's used in these Braille centers for producing the materials. We have a group of mission quilters. Again, for more than one congregation, but we have room in our schoolhouse since our classes are held in Nashville the last more than 40 years. So uh, submission quilters meet and they give quilts, make quilts and give them away to people in need. Uh, a couple of years ago, I took a bunch up to, I think it was Taylorville after they'd had a tornado. And woman just gave me a hug when I gave them to her, you know. So those are a few of the things that we have going to To try to show the love of Jesus in word and deed, in the community and, and.
1: so many great things uh, that you're you're very uniquely positioned to be able to do to serve the people around you. That's that's uh, so, so wonderful that you're able to do that. Tell us about the the life of the congregation itself. What is what is life in 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 congregation at Saint John's look like with uh, the worship and and uh, study opportunities.
2: Sure, sure. We're blessed to have uh, Sunday morning worship here at St. John's, and we're actually part of a dual parish. I I serve St. Luke's Covington also, where we worship at 830. It's only less than five miles away, but kind of a little different community there. And we've been blessed to be part of these partnerships for many years with our school, and then this other partnership with sharing a pastor and and with the quilters and the, the braille workers, you know, we we partner with other congregations. We're close to them, and there's lots of interrelationships, and we uh, work well together. Thanks thanks be to God. Since the COVID has come, we've added a Saturday evening service at 630. That's a little bit more of a, a safe service here at St. John's. And also for the last year and a half, we've been doing an, a half-hour Bible study on our local FM station. You know, sad to say the whole world doesn't listen only to KFUO. And we have our, our local (laughs) station here that people routinely just have on. And on Sunday mornings, our Bible class just comes on the air at nine o'clock. And I've been amazed that people I've met at the, the gas station or doing business around town who tell me that they listen. And so far the sponsors have come forward to keep that going. Currently, we're going through the gospel of Luke and our local station here. And so that's enabled me to, to teach a Sunday morning Bible class, which for 30 years I've not been able to do because of the, the schedule with two congregations on a Sunday morning. We do have a Tuesday evening Bible class and for anybody who wants to come and a group does meet on Sunday morning in the church. They listen to the Bible class and uh talk about it together and lots of of very good committed faithful people here it's been a pleasure to be a part of this community and this these churches since 1988 when i first got out of seminary so it's been a great place for us to raise our family and god has has richly blessed us thanks
0: be to god for all those opportunities to in the word to receive his gifts joyfully. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to learn more about what this special year means for St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden, Illinois, and what they're celebrating this year. We're talking with Pastor Tim Miller of St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden. We'll be back in just a moment right here on the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Bulseth.
0: We are celebrating our KFUO Church of the Week, St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden, Illinois, talking with Pastor Tim Miller today of St. John's Lutheran Church. Pastor, I've enjoyed just learning about the ways that St. That John lives as God's children, as a congregation, living out uh, what God has given you to do right in New Minden. And what beautiful history this congregation has as well. This is a special year for St. John's Lutheran Church. Tell us about this anniversary year.
2: Right. As a matter of fact, uh, next week, Monday, November 8th, is our actual birthday, 175 years old back to 1846. And we began our celebration or commemoration on October 3rd. We called it Renewal Sunday. And it was just a, a Sunday for our members, especially, a kind of starting the celebration with repentance. Because, you know, when we look at our past, we see God's faithfulness, but we see lots of things that we could and should have done better, both as individuals and as a congregation. You know, we, Many, many other good things we could have done. There are some bad things that we allowed to happen. So we heard about God's forgiveness and received the absolution, and we took a, a family picture of the congregation outside in front of the church that morning as well. Our theme for the year is Rooted and Growing in Christ, based on Colossians 2, where it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And rooted in the past tells us how God has blessed us with his word here, but we still want to be growing in Christ, abounding in thanksgiving, making use of what God has given us for this time and place, and looking to the future as well. This coming Sunday, November 7th, will be our birthday Sunday. Dr. Charles Arend from the St. Louis Seminary will be our speaker. He's a former pastor of St. John's here. When he first got out of the seminary in 1984 till 1988, he served here. Then on November 21st, in the evening, we have a hymn festival at 7 o'clock, Dr. Art Eichhorn, of our local pastors, who's also an organist, will be at the organ, and we call it Hymns from Our History. And over the course of the history, there are some various crises or major events that happened, and we have a record of the hymns that they sung on those occasions. And we'd like to tell the story of those events, hopefully with some pictures and then sing the hymns that they sang, and let God speak to us anew. Let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Also that, oh, and then at 6.30, Dr. Eichhorn will give a, a mini organ recital before the 7 o'clock hymn festival. That's the 21st of November. Also that very day, not really a part of our anniversary, but very important to us, in the noon hour, actually, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have a benefit drive-through for one of our teachers, a uh, beloved teacher at our Lutheran school, Deborah Lange, and she's awaiting a heart-liver transplant, and she and her husband will have to move up to Rochester, Minnesota, to be there when the the time comes. And so this benefit is for them. It's a uh, uh drive through chicken dinner with German potato salad, green beans, applesauce, and dessert. Everybody's invited to come on over. And next spring, we have a few events as well. In April, uh, celebrating the birthday of the Missouri Senate, the last Sunday in April, Dr. Dale Meyer, President Emeritus of Concordia Seminary. He'll be our speaker Sunday morning, April 24th, then uh, June 26th, a joint worship with our sister congregation from Trinity, Nashville, celebrating our Lutheran school. And the last one will be July 31st with a confirmation reunion. So those are the events we have planned and we pray that God would use them to stir us up, strengthen us, and and help us to be more faithful for this time and for the future here. One other unique project we have going is In the 2013 tornado that hit us, we had a an old church building that was flat. The church we worship in is over 150 years old. It was dedicated during the Civil War, actually, but this building was even older—a timber frame building dating back to 1847. And uh, we are in the process of rebuilding it. And Lord willing, in the in the spring of 2022, we'll have a church raising. We'll put these timbers back up and and set this building back up, and we want to call it the Jesus Sends You Missionary Chapel, because the, the first people that worshiped there, they were sent by God to bring the gospel to southern Illinois. And in fact, the first pastor and his wife and two children lived in the building. They lived in a 12 by 20 partition behind a wall. And the other part of the building was a 20 by 20 room, which served as the school and the church for the first years. And so we'd like to put that building back up as a memorial chapel, a place to gather and let God tell us where he is sending us. Even if it's just back to our families, our place of work, the Lord says, as the as, uh, Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And uh, we'd like to think of ourselves as people sent by God wherever we are to show the love of Christ in word or deed. So that's a unique project, and uh, we're not ready yet to raise this building again, but hopefully we will be by this.
1: A lot of exciting things happening over the next year, a lot of really great events. Looking back at the history and, and looking forward to what God will be doing through you in the, in the upcoming years, why is it important to have celebrations like this? And 175 years is, is quite a history uh, in the LCMS. Why is it important for you to, to remember these things and to have these events and celebrate all of these, all of these special days?
2: Well, that's a good question. And, and, you know, there can be a temptation to, to live in the past. And sometimes I joke that, you know, we have the gift of living in the past here. But we like to do so to learn from the past, to learn of God's faithfulness, to give thanks to Him. You know, if we had to start everything from scratch, it would be a tough way to go. But we stand on the shoulders of many who went before us. We We give thanks to God for them. We learn from their mistakes, hopefully, and we let the, the same Spirit of God that was in them come to us by His Word and sacraments, and we look for good things for the future, not always the, the glorious things. You know, humanly speaking, the glory days of our congregation are in the past when we were a large and influential congregation, here we are still with something to do from God and may he just help us to be faithful here and now for, for what he's given us. I
0: really appreciate that. You've pointed out that in your history as a congregation, there were things that, um, that you as a congregation were not proud of places where or times when you had failed, but you use those as opportunities—one to learn from them, and also to repent as well. Why is it so important for us to to reflect on our history and to to repent of these things rather than just to to hide them or disregard these things in which we failed?
2: Yeah, you know, in this history book we put together years ago, we tried to be honest. There's some some things we told that maybe previous history books kind of just glossed over, but we wanted to tell the story to let let God's word speak to those situations because you know, the the Holy Christian Church is something we believe in. It's an article of faith. We don't often see it as holy and for what it is as as Christ's bride. But we see it so often as a, a group of sinners gathered together. But even as we are sinners gathered together, we are also saints, washed clean by the blood of Jesus and sanctified by the Holy Spirit, enabled by God to be His servants in this time and place. And it's, it's part of being real. Uh, that's who we are. But we're sinners, but we're, forgiven sinners
1: what is the congregation really looking forward to over the next year a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things happening have you heard things from from congregation members or community members of, of things that they're looking forward to over the next year
2: well we've got special t-shirts that are due pretty soon and those who've ordered them will be happy to have them we had a wonderful member of the congregation who can can build anything and he built the replica of the church it's Actually, the size of a small room, and he put it on wheels, and he's pulled it in several parades already, and it's been fun for the <laughs> the kids and the youth and other people in the congregation to walk alongside it and hand things out, candy and and a little pamphlet about our church, you know, in the in the parades, you know, little towns each have their festivals at different times of the year, and so we'll be doing that and. I think the, one of the greatest joys will be the reunion Sunday next summer. And we hope that COVID doesn't get in the way of that. But where we are, we're inviting back everybody who has ever confirmed here and former members and inviting them back and to just kind of have a, a church family reunion. And uh, we worship together and then we don't have any other program after that. Just invite people to, to sit and talk and visit and catch up and Hopefully, there'll be lots of sharing of memories and sharing of encouragement and an opportunity for people to kind of stir each other up in the faith and and help each other along where those, you know, there may be some who are hurting or suffering and we can be there for them in that way.
0: Why was it important to St. John's Lutheran Church in New Menden, Illinois, to include partnership with KFUO as Church of the Week as part of your celebration for your 175th anniversary?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, you know, KFUO has been our partner in the gospel for more than half of our 175 years since 1924, coming up, right? Coming up on 97 years. And Mm -hmm. KFUO is is being played in people's cars and homes, you know, has been for many years around here and now over the internet and so forth. So it's been a blessing to our people for many years. And and I'm really glad that we're able to make this part of our celebration too, to be Church of the Week this week, KFU.
0: Well, we're very appreciative of your partnership in the gospel as well. And uh, God's blessings on all the celebrations. It's uh, what a milestone to celebrate. And thanks be to God for 175 years of his ministry at St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden. Our guest today, Pastor Tim Miller. He's pastor of St. John's Lutheran Church in New Minden, Illinois, our KFUO Church of the Week. Pastor Miller, thanks so much for being our guest.
2: Oh, thank you so much for the privilege and blessings on all you do. And, and, uh, To God be the glory.
0: Amen. Amen. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.